You're listening to the B2B Growth Think Tank, the show that brings you the virtual hot seat where each week my expert guests and I help another business leader by masterminding actionable solutions to a specific challenge they're currently trying to solve in their business. So if you're looking for answers to a specific challenge that you're facing, that if you could solve in the next 90 days would have a huge impact on your growth, send it in to thinktank at thinklikeafish.co.uk and we'll see if we can feature you on the show. My name is Adam King, your host and the captain of the ship at growth consultancy Think Like a Fish. And if you're ready to rethink what's possible for your business and discover the growth strategies, advice and insight to turn this new vision into a reality, let's get started. Hello, welcome to this episode, types of strategic alliance agreements and contracts to maximize profits and avoid ripoffs. One of the questions I'm often asked when it comes to strategic alliances is when do I use a formal agreement and when don't I? Well, to be honest, there are some people who would not participate in any form of strategic alliance unless they had a formal agreement or a contract. But then again, there are others that prefer instead to just rely on a handshake. Now, honestly, the choice is really up to you. It's up to each individual to determine what's best for them and what works for the partnership. Okay, so you know there there are some people that really like to have it formal because maybe they've been burnt in the past and all that kind of thing i mean my personal point of view is that if you are structuring a win-win scenario it doesn't make sense to upset the apple cart um upset the balance so i go into any of the sort of strategic alliances that that sort of enter into any commercialization thinking well I'm not going to be the one that's going to be, you know, doing anything to upset this because it benefits me and it benefits the partner. So as long as you're going into the mindset of it's a complete win-win, it would not make sense if you're starting to really sort of help each other grow, generating business and revenue and all the rest of it. Why are you going to do anything that kind of upsets things? However, I do appreciate that sometimes in the more complicated ones, you will need some form of formal agreement and everything set up. So I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, there is always a, there is a place and there is a place where actually it can sort of get in the way of things, right? So that's just sort of my take. Um, as I've said, there, there are a few scenarios. So yeah, as I say, there are a few scenarios where if it's more complicated, having a formal arrangement does make sense and others where it doesn't. So what, what I'll sort of quickly do is give you sort of three very broad categories of um, strategic alliances and suggest whether or not these would require said formal arrangement and uh, an agreement and then sort of you know give you um, maybe some examples of the types of contracts afterwards so the types of strategic alliance would be the first one a very simple one is a content distribution so this is where partners would distribute content for each other social emails websites that kind of thing and you know the the, the good thing about this is that you're what you're doing is rather than limiting your reach by only putting out content to your own network the members in that strategic partnership, if it's more than one, can share across theirs too, which increasing, you know, it increases that sort of exposure and builds credibility and trust and all that kind of thing. Now, with this one, you generally don't require any kind of formal arrangement or plan to execute. It's, you know, I've got this. Would you share it with your people? Yes, no. It's quite simple. Now, the next type is value promotion. And this is a cross promotion that helps give exposure that leads to generating new prospects into your pipeline. So this means that the best way of doing these sort of cross promotions is to promote something of value for free, like a report, video, book, 
that kind of thing. And that means that a person needs to give their details so that um, they can actually get that information and so that you are then able to follow up or your partner is able to follow up and build that relationship with them. Now with this, it usually, I say usually doesn't require a formal um agreement unless there's a deal in place that you're going to pay for um, a, a lead generated as a result of this because that's one of the deals that you can put in so if you're going to someone and saying i'd like to um, put something out to your um, network or your your audience or your client list or whatever that is in order to generate leads into my pipeline then you can sort of say okay well if that happens then you know the number of leads, you know, you pay X per lead, that kind of thing. It's a, it's an arrangement. It doesn't always happen. So that's the only time that you may well consider that formal arrangement if there is a monetary piece going on in there. But there isn't always because what often happens is it sort of works the other way around as well when you kind of do that swap. So sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't. Um, and the last one is the commercial deals. Now, this is where a commission is directly paid to um, you know, a, a member of the strategic alliance who introduces business opportunities to another, which ultimately results in a sale. And so an arrangement is way, you know, this is where the uh, arrangement is made to utilize the other person's um, business, assets, machinery, software, that kind of thing. And um, it could mean also that partners would set up an arrangement to white label other businesses, services and package with their own and all that kind of thing. So there's different types of commercial arrangements. So there's the commission piece, there's utilizing um, actual sort of un, 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 unutilized um, assets or capacity, that kind of thing. And um, potentially white labeling is another one. So with these ones, as they can sometimes get a little bit you know, um, 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 in depth or complicated, it is generally a good idea to have some form of formal agreement, um, basically just to ensure that the expectations and the, um, you know, the, the roles and responsibilities and the remuneration is clear and fairly distributed. So that's why I sort of say, um, you know, you, you would be advised to have something like that in place. So the kind of things that sometimes you will be asked or, or want to put in place one of them could be a non-disclosure agreement so if you're getting involved with someone then some people will want to use an nda um, as it basically legally stops people ripping off trade secrets or ip um, even you know your entire sales process that kind of thing because if you're getting access to some of that you you know they don't want that to then effectively be distributed all over the place, right? You can understand. So that's one type. Um, another one is contracts. So I would always say you only start drafting an agreement once a deal has been basically solidified, you have a confirmation to go ahead. Now, contracts, agreements, you know, all that kind of thing. I'm not a lawyer, don't play one on TV, but I would sort of say having something, you know, in written form and agreement, you're not gonna ultimately, you, I don't believe that you're ever gonna go down the whole legal route because the only people that make money in that place is the lawyers themselves. However, it's just good to have that agreement in place in case something ever goes wrong. That's that's how I sort of see it. And, and, and these contracts or these agreements should outline the terms of the deal, the length of the agreement, the roles, responsibility of each partner, any commercial terms, that kind of thing, and any payment schedules and termination terms. So it's just really a clear set of expectations. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found it valuable. I hope you got some great ideas that you can take away and apply to your business to help you grow. If you did, 
please share it with somebody else that might also find this valuable because they will thank you for it. Also, to let you know that I have a podcast gift page where I put a lot of resources that I love to share with my listeners. You can find the links to join the Facebook community there and you can get my book, the Conversational Relationship Marketing and the audiobook version all for free, plus a number of other resources I'll be adding over time on that page. So make sure you head there to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift and you can help yourself to the things that make most sense to you and if you have enjoyed the show please make sure you're subscribed you'll get updated as the new episodes come out and finally last favor please consider giving the show your honest rating and review on apple podcasts i read every single one they mean the world for me i love hearing from my listeners and it does help others find the show as well so if you want to go and do that i'd really appreciate it but until next time have an awesome day and we'll speak soon